You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. If you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you guys get your podcasts. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you'll find links to not only this show, but our other shows like MF Uncensored and Cinematic Adventures. As always, one of your hosts, Paul, with me in the studio today is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing swell. How are you? I'm wonderful, and the fact that you use swell makes me feel even better. Thank you. And Rob, Rob, how art thou? Yeah. Is that <laughs> yeah. seven H's or six? Six. Six it's, H's. Yeah, I'm, I withdraw the seventh one there. No, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm got some energy, so I'm good. We can't afford that many H's anyway. <laughs> but yeah, we're excited to be back. I think this is our first time all three of us back in the studio in yeah. like a month. Because Ronnie, where were you? Jamaica. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I had to think about that Jamaica. for a <laughs> My like, house. Where was I? Yeah. yeah. Ronnie is just back from his honeymoon. Yes. And well rested. Yeah. Well fed. I was. Well fed. Well fed. Well, well rested. What was, the well best, drunk. what was the best thing you ate there? The best thing I ate there <laughs> was not that. It's a family show. It, it was probably, I had a seafood paella. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, nice. That might have been probably the best thing I had. All right. Yeah. Best thing you drank? Oh, actually, no, no. But newest thing that you drank that you didn't know you loved? A Green Lantern. What is a Green Lantern? Oh, my God. I have no idea. All I know is it has, like, the melon liqueur uh-huh. to make it green, and then there was other stuff in it, too. Okay. But that, I had a Pink Panther, a Purple Rain. Anything I drank, I liked, to be honest All with right. you. Are, yeah. cool. are these even real things? <laughs> <laughs> they are. I don't know if you saw the latest ish episode of She-Hulk, but there's a scene between Wong and this drunk girl, and they just keep naming all these drinks, and they're ask, asking him... Wongers. Wong, okay, you did yeah. see it. I right. didn't see it, but I know oh, about Wongers. Yeah. Wongers? <laughs> How about, like, a blue carousel? No, what is that? I don't know, but it's, like, blue. <laughs> blue? Uh, Something blue? Yeah. I had a... What did I have in Jamaica? A lot of... Yeah, they both went, in case you're confused, they both went to Jamaica for separately, their honeymoon. Separately, 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 not together. <laughs> different honeymoons, different resorts. But I had something blue there. I forget what it was called, but it was it was so, Caribbean blue. That was it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But so now that we've discussed beverage choices, honeymoon destinations, and Ronnie did kind of bring it back with Green Lantern a little. Yeah. So you're welcome. Today's topic is a little bit different and a little bit more fun. And I think one that's going to be... For once, pretty much in line with yeah, all the hosts. I think so. And it's a discussion. We just did a, an episode last week of, is Marvel heading towards a little bit of turbulence with its, with its, uh, with its product, basically? Yeah. Are we finally hitting that Marvel fatigue? Because Marvel as a whole, the, the MCU in specific, has always been very lauded for its quality. And there, there's no disparaging that. So one thing, though, that has always been kind of, not Marvel's strongest suit, is how it treats its villains. Now, I used to be of the camp where I was very upset when they would kill off villains, but then I also realized comic books kept villains alive because they had to keep making comic books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why killing off a character in comic books is such a big deal. But in movies, it's it's a different kind of thing because do I want do I want to see Loki as the villain in every single yeah. movie? Just as an example, not a dig at Loki himself because we've all seen where that character has gone. But we wanted to do an episode where we kind of look at the MCU villains as a whole and then offer just our thoughts. We're not going to necessarily rank them unless the other co-hosts have an actual ranking that they worked on, but they're both shaking their heads like, why? <laughs> oh, wait, Ronnie might. Ronnie might. Yeah, Ronnie I think might. he's got a, what do you have, a top five? Yeah. Okay. All right, all right. I got a top 36, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but the only rule I think we kind of put into effect is we're going to only focus on the main villains, yeah. not so much the henchman-type villains mm-hmm. or the secondary or, or even like the tertiary villains. I have someone else's top 41. <laughs> <laughs> and then kind of just offer our thoughts and then hear from you guys, hopefully, yeah. too. But before we do that, we have one tiny piece of news. The only reason we're doing one piece of news is because D23 is actually happening 
right now. Yes. Like as we're recording, D23 is happening, and we'll probably do a dedicated episode to some of the news and stuff from that. Yeah, at, at this point of recording, the only news that came out of D23 is they put out a sizzle reel for Marvel. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I haven't at seen all. it. No. There wasn't a lot. It was mostly logos for shows. Like there was a, a logo for the new Daredevil show and stuff like that. They had a little bit of footage from the new Marvel's movie, but that was about it. At this point, yeah, there's really not much. But yeah, we want to talk. There's one piece that we want to talk about, and that is the new Black Adam. I almost said Black Panther. Black Adam trailer. <laughs> this is the most we've seen from it, and it, it kind of touches on the plot a little bit. We posted it online, and we got some comments on it, so we'll cover that. So what do you, what do you guys... What, I'll start with uh, Paul. What is your... Because you're more of a, probably the biggest Black Adam fan in this room. And I'm not even that big of a Black Adam right. fan. Well, I know you're a Dr. Fate fan. I am. And he, yeah. we got a little bit more look at him. And they released like a high-definition photo of his costume. And I think it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Dr. Fate is always one of those characters that it's, it's hard to translate some characters from panel to screen. And oh, yeah. I remember Smallville did it first with Dr. Fate. And I remember when they first released the, the, the stills of Dr. Fate, people were like, oh, that looks terrible. And then finally when they saw the show, it actually looks really good in action. This suit looks fantastic. Fantastic. And say what you will about DC, but they they do not skimp out when it comes to costume design. They are always on point with their costumes, how they look. Could the Superman costume been a little bit brighter? Maybe. But then you have like Batman who always looks great. Like they they did the gray outfit for him. And then this movie, visually I think it looks stunning. I'm still a little worried about the actual content of the movie. And Why is that? Because I like Dwayne Johnson, I really, really do, but it's hard to differentiate him now from Dwayne Johnson. Right. Like, yeah. if I watch a movie, I want to be immersed in a character. Like, say, Soldier Boy. Yeah. I did not think Dean Winchester when I watched Soldier yeah, Boy. That's true. Yeah. Which was something I think I was a little worried about. Jensen Ackles just did a really good job. Unfortunately, Dwayne Johnson has kind of he's typecasted himself as himself. He, he's almost a character actor at this point mm-hmm. because we when we ta- when he's taking on a role, we see him as the rock. Like I, I I was showing some people the other day that image of the meme of the four different rocks from four different movies and it looks all the same. Yeah. And so yeah, I get that feeling. I feel like movies are written for him, mm-hmm. not him auditioning for a character. Okay. All right, but, Ronnie, what are your thoughts? You know, to me it's the same thoughts I had when I watched the first trailer. You know, it's showing some promise for it and everything. Gets me excited. You know, we we did see a lot more of the Justice Society in this once, and both of them, you know, that we saw looked really good in it. We also got a little sneak peek of Amanda Waller right? Yeah, in it as well. Which shows that this movie takes place partially during the modern day. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because apparently if Somebody freeze froze the shot of her, and it says under affiliates Justice League. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it, I'm curious to see when this movie takes place all over. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. And also, it did get reshoots. Yeah. Well, yeah. every <laughs> everything gets DC, reshoots. DC oh, yeah. reshoots have been wild as of late. And we got to look at the villain too. Now, who is the uh, who is the villain? I forget Static? the actual name. Yeah, it's it's like a demon. I thought it was Trigon at first. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's like I an actual the- demon type. Character. I don't know much about all this lore. So, as someone who's kind of an outsider to this, did that was that everything you wanted to say? Yeah. Okay. As someone who is an outsider to this, I also showed it to my comic book class, and and there's a couple outsiders there too in terms of this, and and they didn't know too much. I will say that yes, it does show some promise. I will say my eyes glazed over halfway through the trailer because it was just so much going on and and so much CGI that I'm like I started to shut down a little bit. So that worries me. And, and the I will say that in talking to you and I, my comic book class, I first of all hi to my new comic book class. We have yeah, and I put putting up comic book class of 22. I have a new group in there and they are giving their comments and so they're hearing this for the first time. The over overwhelming feeling with them was that they don't want to get their hopes up because it's a DC movie. Like they are really worried that this is not going to pay off. Yeah, I I can see that. And what's funny too is in my opinion, Marvel's 
getting that way now too. A little bit, you know. Yeah, they said their comments were that uh, they don't want to get their hopes up. They said it looks promising, it looks nice. They would. I had one person who said they would watch it with a group who's into those kinds of movies, but they would never choose to watch it alone. That the characters look good and the visuals look good, but they have again not a lot of faith. And they also, oh, they said this. It's nice that they're introducing new DC characters we haven't seen before in films. Like because yes. I think the the feeling I got from them is that they were a little tired of another Batman another Superman like we've seen all those stories before and yes they might be as much as we love the Batman it's still a character we're familiar with so it's nice to see oh this is someone you know because if you remember back in 2008 everyone no one knew who Iron Man was right and now he's like the the biggest one of the biggest ones in the Marvel Universe DC was sticking to their A list and now they're at like B which is great. Yeah. I'm glad they're taking a chance on some of these. But also, like, the conversation in my classroom was a lot about, like, it's The Rock, and it looks like The Rock, and it's like, oh, Rock is a superhero this time. Yeah. And it, it doesn't feel like a Black Adam. It feels like a Rock movie. And I think the most important thing for this movie, if it wants to be successful, Black Adam has to have teeth. Like, he has – they can't – Oh, I thought they you meant literal teeth. I'm no, like, not literal teeth. Have... No. Um, <laughs> like, confused. That was my. I think we discussed our biggest problems with Black Widow. Black Widow played it so safe, yeah. and the movie about assassins yeah. played it safe. They need Black Adam should not be likable, and I think uh, even for Fan Feedback Friday, I think my answer was changing uh, villains into antiheroes. I saw that Black Adam was not a good guy. He mm-hmm. never was. And it wasn't until much later that they turned him into an antihero, and then eventually he did join the Justice League. It's not unheard of, but like even like Harley Quinn, they did it too. Hawkeye and Black Widow were, were bad guys at yeah. first, yeah. but they don't even talk about that. Now, I did like in Hawkeye that they did show him in his Ronin years a little bit, but yeah, they don't go into that very much. No, 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 no. But so I think if they want to have a really good movie, a successful movie, that's the way they got to go. But that's going to wrap us up for news. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are coming back to our main topic, and that is the MCU villains. But first, a quick break. Hey, guys, it's Paul, and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network, but also grow our brands. And the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast. Maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while. Maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do, but you're not sure how to get started. If you go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on set as a gift from us. So make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or service you're always looking to grow and advertising is a very big part of that if you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfit faction you guys can get a hundred dollars worth of free advertising again as a thank you from us to you guys that's sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfit faction all right, we are back, and we are here to discuss some of the uh, some of the Marvel villain equation, or lack there, or over reliant. Or, or we'll just figure it out as we go. Because you're nailing it, Paul. Unfortunately, this is a topic <laughs> that people have talked about ever since Iron Man. Ever since Iron Monger was the bad guy of Iron Man, people have talked about whether or not the villains are as well written as some of the other characters. Now, in some movies, the villains are the better choice. Best example. People don't remember the Dark Knight for Batman. They remember it for the Joker. And then you get the opposite problem in The Batman, where people remember Pattinson's Batman. And then they still enjoy the Riddler, but not as much. Mm -hmm. So we figured we'd take a look at, you know, because there are about 70 villains that we could talk about, including the henchmen, the TV shows. But I think we're going to focus mostly on the movies, because the movies is where the problem lies in. Because the TV shows have time to flesh out those characters. The movies got to do it. Movie's got a movie, two and a half hours at the most, right, for the average movie. Nowadays, anyway, because it used to be like a 60, 70-minute movie and then 10 minutes of just conflict resolution. So we're going to do a top five-ish ranking where we're going to do our five worst and our five best. And we're going to go back and forth with our number five, worst, then best. So I will start with my worst. We'll go around, and then we'll go around for our number five best. Sound good, boys? Sounds good. I think I can do this. Sounds spectacular. I don't know if I necessarily have my five ranked, but I will. And I actually, I'm, I, I think I got it. Go ahead. You could have presented it as such without explaining. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm going to start with Whiplash from Iron Man 2. 
Whiplash had every indi- Iron Man two had every indication it was going to be an awesome movie. Yeah, Mickey Rourke is a fantastic actor, and he was in the middle of a renaissance then with the wrestler. Exactly. Yeah. So you put Mickey Rourke in it. Cool. You do a badass trailer where the ending is him doing the Whiplash mm-hmm. thing to like ACDs. It's awesome. Yeah. Everything looks good. We had just gotten, we had just gotten what Hulk or the Incredible Hulk and Iron mm-hmm. Man. And I, I think, think a Thor. No, because Coulson leaves to go to the Hammer in Iron oh, Man two. Oh, yeah. Right, right. So like we're 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 hitting it out of the park already. We started off swinging. Iron Man 2 is considered one of the weaker Marvel movies for good reason. It's not the weakest, yeah. But Whiplash, the funny thing about Whiplash, because Iron Man 2 was on the other day. I was actually watching it. <sighs> Whiplash, the problem with Whiplash is A, too many villains in the movie. Let's start there. Justin Hammer, Whiplash, even Rhodey to a point, mm-hmm. and the U.S. government to another point. But basically, they toted him as the anti-Iron Man. But then he turns into... Another Iron Man. Even after he's like, no, you don't want suits. You want drones. Drones are the thing. Birds. Russian. All the tropes. And then he's like, I'm going to wear a suit anyway. Yeah. He was poorly written. It started off really good. I still love his speech to Iron Man about blood in the water. And if you make God bleed, people stop believing Mm -hmm. in him. It's really cool. Everything else just falls completely flat. Part of the problem, I think, is because Mickey Rourke hijacked the role. Like, he's like, I want my character to have a bird. Yeah. And this he... is going to be his accent. And they're like, no, wait, we have... no, I have this accent. And they're like, ah. It, it was very much like Marlon Brando hijacking Island of Dr. Moreau. I was just reading about that the other day. Oh, he about, was terrible. Yeah, he was such. So he had, you know, Mickey Rourke had his big ego and he just like flexed it everywhere and he ruined the role. And I have to say, that is, he is one of my most, and this is how I'm taking it. My villains, my worst villains, are the most disappointing villains because right. he had so much mm-hmm. potential to it, and it was just squandered. Ronnie, you're number five. Man, this is a this is a tough one because there's been quite a few bad ones. I might go with Crow from Eternals. Oh yeah, the the one the the, the deviant. deviant the deviant leader. I, um, I would consider him one of the main villains of that one. I don't he, even of really Eternals. remember what he did. He would absorb <laughs> the abilities of the other Eter- oh, of the yeah. Eternals. Yeah, and I do agree because the problem with Crow was a most people didn't know what his name was. Yeah, was he? I think it's like Stellan Skarsgård or somebody like uh, Bill, big, Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård yeah. did his voice, and that's like awesome. Yep. But I I agree. Like yeah. the problem is same thing with Whiplash. He was toted as the main villain, but he wasn't. Yeah, especially in that movie, it was even worse. Yep. So. And and not to mention he looked terrible. I mean, that whole movie, I think, looked pretty bad. i got to rewatch but... it to just get... Because now that I've gotten the taste of it out of my mouth, I want to watch it again fresh <laughs> and try and like see if, like, okay, do I like it now that it's not as hyped? Yeah. It was just like the CGI of him. It it yeah. looked terrible and everything. So I would probably just say he, it was probably... Uh, he'll be my number five worst okay. villains yeah. that we've had. What about you? Number five. I'm going to go with Dormammu. Dormammu, and, and this is why, is because I, I, I've i seen things with Dormammu in it, in, in the comics, in cartoons, and he's such a cool character. He's so interesting, and I felt like they did absolutely nothing with him. Like, there was, there's, again, a lot of squandered potential there. Mm-hmm. His look was kind of cool. But like the, he, they did nothing with him. I, so yeah. I, it was very disappointing. And and if you don't remember Dormammu, that's he's from Doctor Strange. I've come to bargain. Uh, which the, I loved that scenario, but they should have done more with Dormammu. One of the most powerful beings yeah. in the MCU, and they were like, Haha, funny. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, so let's let's have some fun now. All right. Number five best villain. All right, I will start. Even though I was not actually prepared, I just looked at my list. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the actual Mandarin from Shang Chi, yes, Zhu Wenyu. Yes. Okay, yeah. So Iron Man three divide, divided the fans big with their with their reimagining of the Mandarin himself with Trevor Slattery. Some people loved it; other people did not. To the point where they, it's the only time they've really, really retconned anything in the MCU. So Shang Chi was coming out, and they they poke fun at it. And they poke fun of who the real Mandarin actually was and the Ten Rings and all that stuff. And I really enjoyed, for once, like an actual, like, hey, we messed up. Let's dial it back. Let's try and fix it. So for me, I really enjoyed him as a villain in Chang-Chi because, you know, we're, we're all married. Not to each other, but what wouldn't you do, especially to bring back a, a lost mm, yeah. loved one? Yeah. And I also, I loved his fighting style. I loved his mentality. He was scary. 
which was a rarity for mm-hmm. uh, for Marvel especially, but uh, I really dug him. Who wants to go next? You want to just keep the same order? Yeah, let's All stick right, with it. Ronnie. All right. So the best is the toughest thing to decide. Yeah, because there's a lot of good ones. Because there's a lot. So for number five, it was a toss-up between three people. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you said one. Okay. I'm still debating on which one I want to go with. It's either going to be Wanda from Multiverse of Madness or the Winter Soldier. I I can see that, yeah. Both, both the, I, I don't know which one's five and which one's six. Why don't you take Wanda, because I got the Winter Soldier. Do you? Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so go ahead. with tell, tell us about Wanda. So Wanda, I think it was just kind of like what you were just saying with the Mandarin. You know, like she's fighting to get a loved one, mm-hmm. you know, and she was just scary and very powerful. I mean, they literally showed her powers better than WandaVision did and everything, you know, but it's it just something about that. That to me was the only bright spot mm. of that movie was her, you know? So I, I would go with number five and then I guess mm. Winter Soldier would probably have to be number right. six. Then. So for me, it's de- I, I want to be the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. I worship him. I think he is the, the most badass of all these. I actually have a, a hooded sweatshirt mm-hmm. which has the whole Winter Soldier jacket armor yeah. with it. I love the metal arm thing. And I love that he's... It's a brainwashed physical obstacle. I Having read the Ed Brubaker's run on the Winter Soldier, I just... It's such an interesting character. He's He is like just an unstoppable force meeting an immovable object. He's so cool. He, I love the look of him. I love just how he's like a, it's almost like a Terminator kind of feel to mm, yeah. him because he's just so unstoppable. So yeah, for me, Winter Soldier is definitely top five. Very cool. Yeah, to, to, to me too, it's the fact of he he's at the time when he was a villain, he was really good, and then you know he transformed into what the White Wolf. Yeah, the White yeah. Wolf, the White yeah. Wolf or whatever, and now he's a he's a good guy, and he's still he he's still one of the best. You know, like heroes that we have out there yeah. too now so. i still rewatch all of the his action scenes from the winter soldier yeah. oh they're beautiful they're, oh, when he's going when he's attacking nick fury yeah. in his car or when he does that little when he's being blown back and he throws his hand down and scratches the three-point yeah. landing with scraping the road and everything he's so cool i always yeah. love his coolest scene for me is after he gets black widow's like electric disc off and he just like swings his arm back into place. Oh, yeah. He's like, it's just scary. <laughs> oh, he's so cool. All right, number four. And this one might change. This is bad guys now. I yeah, mean, this, the, the, the bad worse. ones. Four bad. Okay. Emil Blonsky from The Incredible Hulk. So The Incredible Hulk was filmed after Iron Man. So in that attempt, they wanted to create... One of the complaints about Iron Man was that there was a a lack of action, right? There's only really three action set pieces in the entire Iron Man Mm -hmm. movie, which is weird considering like a we just talked about the Winter Soldier, which is nothing but action set pieces and great storytelling attached to it. So, (laughs) But action. But action. (laughs) (laughs) So they came out with the Incredible Hulk and they wanted a threat that could match the Hulk. And unfortunately, they, they went too far with just making a copy of the Hulk. Like Iron Monger, you could tell was an Iron Man, but they even point out, they're like, which one am I aiming at? <laughs> the green one. No, or help the green one, whatever it was. Yeah. Like yeah. Emil Blonsky, he started off really strong. Like he, he won V ones, the Hulk right? for like a, a fair amount of time until the Hulk yeah. kicks him into a tree. But, and she Hulk has now turned him into a joke. Yes. And I that's, mean, I love that they brought him back and he's back into the continuity, but he's, he, have you been watching She-Hulk at all? Yes. Okay. I, yeah. I just missed this last week. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah so. Well, he's not in that one, so you've seen everything with yeah. him in it, and he's very like you've seen Zenish and everything, and kind of goofy. If they fix him for if they put him in Thunderbolts or whatever, mm-hmm. then maybe. But as of right now, Emil Blonsky was again. He starts off strong, like he's he's very, and I know you're gonna hate the analogy. He's very John Walker. He's another okay. example of a great soldier. For all we know, a great and like he even says it. He's like, yo, the government did this to me. Like I, I volunteered, yeah, but like they did this. They turned me into this monster. And it's a shame too, because Tim Roth is such a good actor too. Like he's he plays a bad guy in Rob Roy with Liam Neeson, and he's just mm-hmm. brutal. So he he can really be just viscerally awful, and yeah, he's kind of squandered. And especially if unless in She Hulk, they turn around. He's like, yo, I played you guys yeah. all, and we get that fight, like that reimagining. Cool. But as of right now, Emil Blonsky, number four, worst. Ronnie? Deep breath. 
Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. I might have to go. Let's see. Let's see. That. Don't take mine. Don't take mine. Don't Taskmaster. Take mine. Okay, good. From Black Widow. Uh, that was gonna be my number three. Was it? <laughs> Taskmaster is definitely up there for me too, though. Yeah, I couldn't decide if I was gonna put it four or three, mm. but I'm gonna go four because I think we do have a few worse than Taskmaster, but it was just. A letdown. Taskmaster's powers is doesn't she absorb everyone else's? She's able to copy copy it. Is that what it is? Almost like an eidetic memory type thing. Yeah. So and I don't know. It just I I thought we would have had a lot more with Taskmaster, and I I don't know. It was just a letdown. Just to see. I mean, that whole movie's a letdown. But you know that. So that's not saying too much or anything. But I don't know. I was just hoping to see a little bit more and. You know, almost just have her like stay and like be another like villain going ahead too. But the problem is, Taskmaster is a great villain in the comics. Yeah, and they decided to yeah. really differentiate from the comics, which sometimes works and then other times falls mm-hmm. very flat. But yeah. I agree, Rob. Ronan the Accuser. Yeah, Ronan the Accuser. First, okay, and here's the most frustrating thing about it is that when we first see Ronan in Gardens of the Galaxy, he's putting on his outfit and and getting his makeup ready and everything, and it's like, wow, this guy is frightening. Mm-hmm. And then he does almost nothing with it. And Ronan the Accuser is a really interesting and like. I think we can all agree to this, that some of the most interesting bad guys are the ones that actually have good points to them. Right. Like they've got, and Ronan the Accuser is all about justice and, and doing, it's a skewed version of justice, but it's, it's like, he's got some good points Mm -hmm. and he's not, they do nothing with it. He doesn't, does he die at the end of Guardians? I don't even remember. Yeah, they blow him up. They blow him up with with one of the stones. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame because he could be a really interesting character. And and he's part of the judges, which are... are, There's more of them, so... And Lee Pace is an interesting and good actor, and he was playing against type because he usually plays like the sort of sweet good guy. He was in a show on TV called Pushing Daisies, I think it was called. Mm -hmm. And he was just this really nice sweet person and, and here he's he's not he's terrifying and he's great at it but he does nothing mm-hmm. all right so now we're at number three best four best four number best. four best yeah. excuse me i'm trying to keep track i'm gonna go hella thor ragnarok i really like hella i think she was fun she anytime she was on screen you were captivated and her powers were so mm-hmm. well done i love when she would like push her hands back and her horns mm-hmm. would come out yeah and yeah she was the the jaded firstborn of odin like yeah. it showed that there was a lot more to the story that we didn't even realize and i, I again i feel like she's the main threat but not the main villain of that movie yeah if that makes sense i would even say the grandmaster's a bigger villain in that movie yeah but hella was just scary she was intimidating she was a ruthless force of nature mm. and she was the goddess of death and very rarely do we get a character that embraces that an identity like that so strongly. Yeah, I I liked her, but I just felt like it was all and and Kate Blanchett does awesome with it, and she vamps her way through it. But I yeah. felt it was like all vamp and flash, and not like we didn't we got to see her do some cool tricks and everything. But mm-hmm. I, I I wanted to see some three dimensionality to her ideas, mm-hmm. and I. I you know, like I think we can all agree that Thanos is probably going to be up there for the top of a, you know, going to be up close, if not, you know, one or two. And that's because his philosophies are so fleshed out. Whereas, yeah. I, hell, hell, I still love her though. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, Ronnie, number four Green Goblin from No Way Home. Good call. Stop taking mine. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> you already said yours. Yeah. I think so. It, it, it's almost the same Green Goblin that we had, but it was just a little bit more like psychotic almost, you know, with him in this. And it was and it was a little bit of a surprise that he was going to be like the main villain mm-hmm. in it, too. You know, you, you did have, what, four or five other villains in this and you were expecting someone to kind of turn. But he the the way he turned and everything, I thought it was fantastic. William Defoe was amazing. So it was nice, A, to bring him back in it. And, you know, the way he did it was just amazing. The way it was portrayed, he was scary. It wasn't just like, okay, he's a bad guy. Like, it was like, I'm sitting there going, mm. I better not hope this guy ever is real or else I'd be shitting my pants. Yeah. You know? Language. <laughs> that's why I didn't fully say it. Yeah, right? <laughs> so I, I would put him as number four for okay. me. All right. Rob? 
Ego. Ego the Planet really? from Guardians Volume 2. I and do like Ego. Here's why. First of all, it's Kurt Russell. Who doesn't love Kurt Russell? Mm-hmm. Second, I want to say that he might be the most relatable bad guy in the entire MCU. And here's why. Who out there hasn't at some point been completely disappointed with their own father? Oh, yeah. And, and, and like now this isn't this, this part that I'm about to say isn't necessarily for me. It's not. But the idea that you looked up to your father your whole life only to find out that he was a deadbeat the whole time. Like that is just something that so many people painfully are aware of at some point in their life. You know, thankfully I'm not. My father was is awesome and, and I love him. But to, to, to see the disappointment on Star-Lord's face when he realizes that his father is actually the bad guy here is just... And the fact that his father played him that entire time just makes him so sinister. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I really do agree. Ego was one of those characters that I wasn't sure about mm. when because Ego, the living planet in the comics, is actually just a living planet. Right. Yeah. But uh, I thought they did a great job visually. I thought they did a great job storytelling wise, and it also showed a lot about Peter Quill. And that that's what a good villain should do. It should bring out a side of the hero that we you know that we want to see. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. I do think Ego was a was a fun choice. All right, now we're on number three worst, if memory serves correct. Yep. Yes. Malekith from Thor the Dark World. <laughs> Finally got one of our eyes. Damn. God, is he bad. He is just a villain for the sake of villainy. He is mm-hmm. not... Yeah. I, which I don't mind. Like, there are some characters, like like the Joker's a great example. He's bad just because he's broken. Like that, They don't need so much of an explanation, and then they'll mm-hmm. do a movie like Joker. But nor, sometimes that works, but for Malekith, they cast Christopher Eccleston, who's like at the peak of of doctor who he was just on heroes like he was he was really hitting his stride and oh my god did that character fall flat mm-hmm. and i was not familiar from the comics about uh Malekith the dark elf but oh my god it was it was rough to watch and yeah does he like kill thor's mom sure but like as a, as a villain his scenes i found were boring and this is also when Thor wasn't sure if it wanted to be funny or Shakespearean, and it went more with the Shakespearean side, which just didn't work. It was it was rough. I, I will say that you know, unfortunately, as much as I love Chris, Christopher Eccleston, Malekith sucked. Two yeah. to Malekith. Ronnie, number three. Let's see. I might have to go with Yellow Jacket. All right, yeah. from Ant Man. I, I don't know. Everything good about Ant Man. And Ant-Man and the Wasp, I think, just couldn't make that better. I, I think just the Yellow Jacket was, what was the point of it, you mm-hmm. know, and everything. It was literally just, all right, we have two Ant-Mans fighting, except one's got a stinger and the other one can shrink and grow. You know, so it was it was like fighting a mirror and there, there was really like nothing to it. It was just technology. He wanted the technology like that was it there was no take over the world or anything like that no big stakes so it was like there was no point to having darren cross you know and anything i think it could have used a bigger role with that and everything so it was just a letdown i agree for me rob number three batrock the leaper (laughs) really yes you're gonna go the the henchmaniest of henchmen yeah he is and i i say he's high on my list for a few reasons because first of all it's terrible he's he's a french guy that can jump really well and and they do they really do very little with him in the mcu but also he's his gimmick is so lame he just jumps a lot actually i have to say from superhero squad when he was he was on there and every time he jumped he'd go leap leap and he's just a bad villain all around Eh, yeah (laughs) and then they didn't do much more with him in Falcon and the winter soldier no stupid batrock all right number three best all right so this top three Mm -hmm. best villains mysterio from spider-man far from home mysterio i was shocked with how much i enjoyed mysterio the problem is with a character like mysterio in the trailers they tout him as a hero if you know your comic books you know that's not true so I was very interested to see how far Mysterio would be able to do his con onto Peter Parker and whoever. And I I enjoy he's another villain created by Iron Man and we get to see, you know, kind of 
what his issue was with Tony Stark and then that it's not just him. It's a whole team of people because in the comics, Mysterio was just a special effects artist and he would do very practical type effects. Anybody who's worked in special effects knows that you can't just make certain things, especially like with 47 minutes notice. <laughs> I think doing the holographic drones and also he wins at the end. You, you can yeah. argue that he beats Spider-Man. He beats, you know, fake Nick Fury. Like he doesn't lose. He doesn't win the way he wanted to, but he, he beats the, the good guys yeah. to a point. So I and also I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I know there was a mm-hmm. big push for him to take over as Spider-Man from Tobey Maguire yeah, at one point, right. but I, I'm so glad we got to actually have him. And the suit, which could have been really bad, worked. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty good. I love his speech to to his company yeah. when he's trying his to exposition. Route. Oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> Let me tell you guys all why you're here again. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal is such an underrated actor. He was in. He played a like a, a zookeeper trapper in a movie called Host. The, the host. Yep. And it was just, he was on another, or no, not the host, Bon Joon Ho's film. It was on, it was on Netflix. I'll, I knew it was co- in the host. That's yeah. why I agreed. I'll come up with it in a minute. He plays a zookeeper who's trying to g- capture this creature that is just an otherworldly creature. And he is acting on another planet altogether. Like he's from another movie altogether, it seems. All right. All right. Number three, best, Ronnie. Thanos. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think his number three, kind of like what you say with Mysterio, he wins at the end of a movie, mm-hmm. but then he doesn't in the next one. But I think just the fact that he was the big bad from day one, basically, of the MCU and all the way through Endgame it is what gives him number three for me. You know, obviously, there's two other ones that right. I like better, but, you know, to me, Thanos has to be either one, two or three. In a list of top MCU villains, you know, the way he's portrayed, the way he looks, you know, obviously you you kind of get where he's coming from in a sense of why he's doing what he's doing. You might not necessarily agree with it, kind of like with Wanda, you know, the way she was doing it. But I I think you got to put him on your list if you're talking about best MCU villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I am actually going to keep Thanos off my list just because I'm going last here and I'd just be echoing you guys. But yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. You that can put him there. on your list. No, we got we to gotta know where he ranks. I'll, I'll keep him off for now. So, And I also want to draw attention to some other people that might not get the attention. So I'm going to pick Adrian Toomes. As a worst? As, oh, as one best. of the best. Yeah, 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 as one of the best. The Adrian best. Toomes is my third best. Uh, he plays... Uh, now, what is what is his... Is I know Vulture. it's... The Vulture. Vulture, thank you. I'm all, there's so many bird people in <laughs> the MCU, I can't keep track. I love him because he is a... He is one of the most realistic villains. Like, he's someone that would actually exist in our world he's someone that he's a scrapper you know he he finds you know he he gets all of these junk parts and everything and he fashions them into something new he's also a father you know and, and that that scene where he is protecting his daughter and and you know he he realizes he, when spider-man and vulture realize who each other is and you know peter parker is going out with vulture's daughter like trying to figure out like you know, as Adrian Toomes trying to figure out what's best for me, what's best for my family, what's best for my daughter, and, and how do I stop this person but make my daughter happy? It's such a complex thing. So I, he's actually my number two. Good. Oh yeah. And I, I'm gonna still keep it, but uh, let's do our. I think number two worst first. Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go Kaecilius from Doctor Strange. <sighs> Sorry, Ronnie. Sorry, Sorry, Ronnie. Sorry. That's um, a shame. I. I love Mads Mikkelsen, and he he does the best with what he has yes. in it. But his his motives are shaky at best. Mm-hmm. I think, in all honesty, like it once they kind of reveal that the ancient one has also been like not not a bad guy, but also not been entirely truthful. Yeah, I think it adds to Kaecilius, but he's supposed to be. It, Doctor Strange is weird where they have two villains, and they yeah they don't know where to put all their eggs. Mm-hmm. It seems like mm-hmm. they should have just focused on one or the other. Yeah, and then just gone that way. But for me, Kaecilius, again, another villain. It's like, hey, here's this great casting. Here's our Doctor Strange movie. We're finally doing magic. We're doing Dormammu. And then, like, people don't remember Kaecilius' name. No, no. I, we still quote him in our house when he's like, Mr. Doctor. Mr. Strange, it's Doctor. Mr. Doctor, it's yeah. Strange. Well, who am I to judge? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> again, that is a testament to Mads Mikkelsen. So yeah. yes. this isn't a, a dig at the actor, actor. Mm-hmm. this is a dig at the, the writing the and, writing and just, yes yeah again bad guy being bad yep 
and that's what we get. But they do disembowel a guy in the very beginning of the movie, which I was like, oh my god. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go a little dark, and then it just you know that's yeah. that. All right, number two worst, Ronnie Caecilius. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, I just said that. I wasn't sure if you were gonna change. No, I'm not gonna change it. I, to me, I'm not. Cha- why would I change it? It's my list. Why are you yelling? I'm just saying. I'm, all right. I'm gonna, so thoughts on Caecilius. So, I mean, what else is there to say? You, we, we all. I'm just saying. We all just said it all about how it was a major letdown, and again. For what was written and directed for him wasn't good, but mm-hmm. it's just – which, like we said, is disappointing because Matt Mickelson is a great actor. And, you yeah. know, and he made Casilius be tolerable, mm-hmm. you know? If you put, you know, a, like a no-name person in there, you know, I'm sure he could have been number one one worst mm-hmm. on there but so it's just unfortunate for Mads Mikkelsen that he was written horribly so number two all right I'm gonna pull this out of nowhere Drakoff from Black Widow now let me tell you why first of all okay I think we can all agree that Black Widow is not a very good movie mm-hmm. but I at least admire what they were trying to do they were trying to do a James Bond kind of spoof a little bit. And Drakoff is sort of like discount Auric Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. And I think he really could have leaned into it. Ray Winstone could be is is good at playing despicable characters. And he doesn't at all. He doesn't lean into it. He's very, very bland. The potential there is huge because there were so many people who had laid down groundwork before him in the Bond movies. And he didn't do anything with it. And what's what's his like thing that he, as long as you don't smell the thing, the the pheromones, the pheromones yeah. yeah, yeah, that you have to smell the pheromones, and that's what makes you under his control or something. That is dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way that she gets Black Widow gets around it is she breaks her nose or something like so that. She can't smell. That them. is the worst plan ever. So yeah. Drakeoff is really high for me. Yeah. All right. So number two best. I think we're in. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pick a weird one just because we have talked about some fun ones. I'm going to say Nebula. Hmm. Okay. The first two movies, she is not a good guy. Mm -hmm. The first two Guardians of the Galaxy movies, she's not a good guy. And she actively is an antagonist, especially in the first movie. Yeah. Then in the second movie, we get get more layers to her. And I still love the scene. Yeah, like an onion. I still love the scene where she's explaining to Sean Gunn's character what she's going to do. And she like does this whole monologue yeah. about how she's going to rip them apart piece by piece, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, okay, well, you know, just let us know how that goes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until she finally beat her sister, finally beats her, yep. that we finally get to see, hey, this is – I just wanted this. She had a, a, a motivation. She had mm-hmm. reasoning. She was a broken character who came back from the abyss. Yeah. Like a lot of people talk about Loki and his character story. I will always say that I liked Nebula's way more. And I also love Karen Gillan and the, the dedication she puts into that role. She's good in so many roles. I've seen yeah. her in some other movies. She has she does I forget the name of it, but it's a Netflix action movie that was kind of generic and she's she's the best part of yeah. it. And I think that any character that you could say one of my favorite heroes is Nebula, which people do. Like people mm. love they, yeah. The fact that that is how well she's written, that you forget she was trying – she was trying to kill people yeah, like yeah. actively. And it's a character mm-hmm. that I really think went through some good growth and some good storytelling only in four movies. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she, she was in The Guardians. She was in Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. Like, that was it. And, but like she's still one of the best written characters. Yeah. yeah especially yeah. In, a, in a franchise where – Got a lot of different script writers, a lot of different directors. I love that scene between her and Tony Stark when they're alone on the ship floating through space. Yeah. And she's she's clearly not human, and he is, and she's trying to figure out yeah. like what makes him tick and yeah. everything. Or even when a subtle moment when the food's running out, and she and like he hands it to her, and she she's like, no, yeah, no. yeah, because she doesn't need it as she much. It's really though. awesome. All right, number two best. Okay, you just mentioned his name, Loki. Okay. I think Loki is the second best villain we have ever had. It could be more Tom Hiddleston than Loki necessarily mm-hmm. as to why I'm saying it. But I think he was made for that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way he portrays Loki is amazing. Loki steals the show, I would say, every single time he's on scene. Mm-hmm. No matter who he's on there with, doesn't matter. In his show, he was the highlight of the Loki show. He was the highlight in pretty much all the Thor movies. I think w- without him, 
we wouldn't have the universe we have because he's the one that kind you know you have thanos like behind the scenes running stuff but like loki's the one that puts everything into motion with the infinity stones and all that stuff so I think if it was not for Loki, we we wouldn't have like the scenarios we needed Loki in the MCU. Okay, I am apologizing for this right now because I think I might be stealing your number ones, Killmo- yep. Killmonger. Killmonger, and and he's there's a reason he's not number one for me, and that's only because he's only in one movie. Mm. Killmonger. First of all, Michael B. Jordan is. An amazing actor. He might be one of the best actors we have out there right now. Everything he does is just simply amazing. Like, I even saw him in a movie called Fahrenheit 451 with Michael Shannon. And that is a truly awful movie. And he's the only good thing about it. Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan elevates all material every time he's in it. His Killmonger is an interesting, thoughtful, tragic character. He has probably some of the best arguments in the MCU for doing what he does. The idea that he wants to now, if I'm remembering correctly, he wants to protect Wakandan technology, right? No, he wants to give it to us all around the world so that he, right. he's a, I, I'm, I hate to use the phrase, I mean, but he's a black supremacist. Right. I mean, he. I, I guess I'm saying he wants to protect it as and not spread it out to people for benefit, but like the masses, but he wants to give it to like certain people. Yeah. Like he's he's a bit more controlling on it. And he is very much the, like the yin to ch- to T'Challa's Yang. I'm hoping against hope that he does show up in Wakanda forever somehow by bringing him back. I loved that they brought him back in the What If series. I think he was one of the only good things in the What If series other than, of course, you know, Chadwick Boseman himself, who, by the way, side note, I don't know if you heard this, Chadwick Boseman just won a posthumous Emmy yes. for the What If series. Mm-hmm. So he, he now has an Emmy to his name, which is incredible. But Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger was one of the best villains and he's gone too soon mm-hmm. yeah he I, i'll be honest he was my number one yeah but number one worst trevor slattery as the man i know you were gonna say I, that I, I can't help it I like you hate I him cannot. so much oh it but it is a testament that a lot of my villains on my list especially are a little bit earlier in yeah. like yeah. for the worst I, I think they've done better in more recent years but oh my god i was gonna make a joke and be like dc fans as my number one villain of marvel <laughs> but uh, no, I, I hated Trevor Slattery. I hated the second they made that reveal. Again, another character where they, they fell into their trap of, here's a big name, awesome actor. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they just they just ruined it. They ruined it for me. And then they tried to make Aldrich Killian. Because he was also going to be my number one, but I actually did enjoy him as just his own standalone. Right. And I, I like him as an actor. But oh, I hated it. Again, it was so bad. I'm in that, that camp of fans that... Iron Man 3 is a great movie, but I only enjoy it a, I enjoy it less because of Trevor Slattery. And that if I enjoy a movie less because of a villain in it, mm-hmm. that is a problem. I understand what they were trying to do, but we've also seen what happens, especially in comic book films, where you deviate too far. Mm-hmm. And just so we don't have to reiterate anything, my number one best villain is, yes, Killmonger. Okay. I still say okay. he's one of the best, if not the best. Mm-hmm. But uh, So that way we don't have to right. reiterate, because I'd agreed with all your points. Yeah. yeah. Ronnie, if you want to drop any of your remaining list, you can as well because... All right, so this one was already mentioned. Okay. I believe you mentioned it as your number five, I think, Abomination. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he, like yeah. number four, yeah. So th- this is my issue. <laughs> if it wasn't for She-Hulk, I, I, him and She-Hulk, that's why I'm debating on not having him number one. Uh-huh. But I, I think it's just... The look was terrible, and basically it was just, hey, we need an evil version of the Hulk. Yeah. He was a slightly... And colored. that was it. He looks better now. Oh, yeah. He looks a thousand percent better in... Oh, my God. What was... Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. And, yes. and in this. And yeah. She-Hulk. Yeah. It's just... It was terrible. He was terrible. It, a lot better in She-Hulk. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong, but it, you just wanted... You had Iron Man, Iron Monger. Then you had Hulk and Abomination. You just wanted to have an evil version. Like, come on, guys. Think of something useful to put in there. Mm-hmm. Or and But it was just the main reason was the fact that he looked horrible. Didn't look anything like the Abomination should look like. Right. You know, I, so I, I think that's 
the reason why, and I completely forgot about the Mandarin. That's why I didn't have him on my list <laughs> oh, at all. I didn't forget because that. because I I just wiped I him how, out. Of I my know head. how angry you get with the Mandarin. <laughs> yeah, Th- Thanos was an easy choice for me as like right. my number one good, yeah. but like. I didn't even like. I, I struggled with my number one good. I did not struggle. Yeah. With Trevor yeah. Slattery is my my. But I, I, but I'll just reiterate. Killmonger was gonna be my number one best villain that we've had, and I think it's because he's to me he's the only like quote unquote normal person that we've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. You know, be no a special powers. No special powers. No nothing. Just right. hey, you guys did me wrong by killing my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a young boy, now I'm coming to get what's rightfully mine, which is the throne and everything. And then obviously, like, guys, you got this technology that can save millions of lives, yet you're keeping it for yourself. Like, you know, I want we should be able to give it to other countries that need this kind of technology to help survive and thrive. You know, so like you understood where he was coming from. So. To me, Killmonger would have been my number one. Rob, number I'm, one's on both sides. I am going to be controversial on my number one worst. Okay. This is someone that I feel like Marvel really blew itself, blew, <laughs> blew its kind of potential with this one, what? that they decided to throw it out there, and it could have been so much greater than it was. It's someone that has an amazing backstory and so much complexity and could have reverberated throughout the MCU, but they just used it as a big bad in one ep- in one movie and then killed it off, and that is Ultron. As soon as you started saying it, I knew yeah. it. I am so angry with what they did with Ultron because when they first of all when they said James Spader as the voice I'm like that's awesome and he does kill he it he does James Spader is amazing he, he no one plays slimy like James Spader and I'm going all the way back to like 1989 Sex Lies and Videotape he Solid. is slimy but the fact that okay now originally Ultron was created in the universe of Hank Pym which right. is fine if you want to do it with Tony Stark that actually legitimately makes sense but uh, the fact that Vision in the comics is a creation of Ultron is so much better than that vision was a creation from Tony Stark to battle Ultron. I hate that. I hate everything they did with Ultron. It is totally wasted. And, and the fact that he can't come back is, is awful. My, we only see the bright flash. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm supposed to say my number one best now. It's actually going to repeat something that you guys have already said. And that's Loki. Okay. Loki, I worship Loki. I worship Tom Hiddleston. I even just saw him in another show where it, he played a pastor, and I'm, I'm like, I worship him. He is yeah. Tom Hiddleston is everything I want to be as a human being, mm-hmm. especially since he's a Shakespearean actor. He <laughs> is incredible as Loki that he can play so deliciously evil and sympathetic a moment later just is a testament to yeah. his abilities as, as a character and as an actor. So Loki's my top. All right. Awesome. That was awesome. A lot of fun. But we also have Fan Feedback Friday, Mm -hmm. and it kind of fits in line with this episode. What is the most controversial or cringy change to a superhero or villain? So I myself put making great villains into mediocre antiheroes. All right, Rob's comic book class. Professor Hulk not being very hulkish. Agreed. Choosing to make Black Panther's sister the new Black Panther, we think. Okay. (laughs) Killing off all the Illuminati and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Agreed. A thousand percent. What a... (laughs) What a fan service moment that went wrong. Yeah. Then continued, Thor losing himself and becoming a bum. Yeah, we've talked about how we don't like yeah. what, Oh, and Thor's... actually my, my comic book class also said that too, that they felt that was yeah. a bad decision. No, I'm still reading from your comic book class. Oh, is it? Oh. There's, two, yeah. there's two comments from your comic book oh. class. Let's see. Professor Hulk is not himself, not very Hulkist. Making yeah. Miss Marvel a mutant. All right. Yeah. And then killing off the Illuminati. Yep. Joker 2 being a musical. Agreed. Let's see. Cyborg being taken off the Teen Titans and put in the Justice League. It's weird that the rest of the heroes are the same age and he's tagging along. I Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Changing everything about Marvel and Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, gender swapping and then just kind of Mar- Marvel was actually a decent hero in the comics yeah. so everything about Eddie Brock and Venom in Spider-Man 3. Agreed. <laughs> and then our friend John from Hey Pal What's to Do the podcast. He says, it's Morbin time. <laughs> I would argue that that is the best decision. It, Morbius wins all the awards and all the box office. Well, that's going to wrap us up on that fun note. Uh, don't forget, guys, if you want more of our content, you can find us on all social media platforms. If you just type in The Misfit Faction, you'll find us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, 
everywhere. And obviously our website, themisfitfaction.com. You'll find links to our other shows, news, reviews, articles, and of course our Misfits store. But that is going to wrap us up for today. As always, I'm Paul. I'm Ronnie. And I'm Rob. And we will be back in a flash. See ya. Smorgasbord.